Reasoning will never make a man correct an ill opinion, which by reasoning, he never acquired. I'm Ryan Becker, Director of Advisor Engagement with CI's Advisor Consulting Practice Management Team, and welcome to Consulting Insights. So today on the podcast, it's time that we talked markets. And no, we will not be providing guidance on the direction of the markets, what to hold, what to do. What we will be discussing today, however, is going to be navigating market volatility with your clients. We're going to discuss some ideas and strategies that you can incorporate when it comes to communicating with your clients. And the individual that I've got with me for this conversation today will be none other than Claudio Cipolla, Director of Campaigns. Thank you for having me back, Ryan. So before we jump in, I want to stress that anything that we discuss today is not to be construed as investment advice. We're going to discuss strategies and ideas for navigating challenging market conversations with clients. We aren't going to talk about charts or up and down days or or anything that's going to be providing any of that guidance. We are merely providing as ideas for your communication, not portfolio or market guidance. So now that we've set that ground rule off the top, I'm going to go back to the quote that I started the podcast off with, which is attributed to Jonathan Swift, who authored Gulliver Travels. So the quote again is, reasoning will never make a man correct an ill opinion, which by reasoning he never acquired. And this is a personal favorite quote of mine because I think it applies to a lot of different aspects. However, in terms of challenging markets, I think it is particularly impactful because most fear or ask to sell that come are driven by emotion or the influence of all the noise that's out there rather than some form of a logical decision. I'm not saying that there can't be logical reasons to sell at some point or reevaluating your positions, but the sell it all till the dust settles call isn't typically a decision that was made with sound reasoning. And understanding the place that that call is coming from, you know, not the physical place, but more the emotional place before we get that call is very crucial. So let's talk about some of that call prep. Something's happening in the markets. Maybe it is the taper tantrum. Maybe it was the U.S. government shutdown, the great financial crisis, dot-com bubble. Pick the scenario. Where should you or where do you turn for perspective as a financial advisor, Claudio? Well, that's a good question, Ryan. And initially, I believe the best strategy is to always align to the message your firm is conveying. They have the experience and the resources to guide their advisors through difficult times and reassure investors. Now, you can always gather other information through articles and professionals in the industry to form your own opinion. But I think what's key here is to surround yourself with the right people and information you can trust. For example, like your wholesalers and leverage it in times like this. I think that that's a good idea. I think it's a good list that you provide to gather perspective. And and what I would add on there is find your people, you know, the ones that you trust in the good and the bad times, the ones whose opinions that you believe in, and then add in a few others that are outside of that view. And what I mean by that is, you know, if person A is always bright skies, then find that doom and gloom person to offset that and stress test your view. We've gathered the intel on the what and started to sift through that. Then the next component is trying to distill it down. So what are we looking to accomplish or what are we looking to do here, Claudio? Well, at this point, you need to analyze all this information, put it into your perspective and decide what's impactful to communicate. You have to put yourself in the shoes of investors who are seeing this information coming from everywhere. They're going to look to you for reassurance. So make sure you really refine your message. 
convey the major points without confusing your clients. You want to make sure they're reassured and are listening to you, their advisor, instead of the news. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, we do tend to be inundated with commentary, especially now and opinion these days. So that's really good advice. And, and you don't want to throw the kitchen sink at them unless they are potentially the type of client that wants you to do that. And then you can send, you know, articles, videos, other resources as follow up for them. Exactly. And I think it's important to have some resources that you can send along that they can mm -hmm. listen to or watch or to gain more perspective. It's, it's a good way to keep them informed and to show you're, you're on top of things. I would, though, however, make sure that you let them know you're only a phone call away. And if they have any concerns or any questions, they can still reach out to you even after reading all the information you sent them. I agree with that. Like you always want to be available and present. And I love that strategy. Mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to keep that dialogue going and really making sure that you've established that understanding of what you're communicating, because that is so crucial. You know what, as I was prepping for our conversation, I did take a look at a number of, you know, opinion articles and, and different pieces. And here's just a collection of a couple words that I jotted down that I wanted to highlight here. So we had forward 12 month PE, less hawkish trajectory, relief rally, soft landing, yield curve is now pricing in significant rate hikes, covering positions, gap up, stagflation, and Fed put. So pretty easy for us to understand what I just mentioned, right, Claudio? <laughs> you know what, Ryan, even for a second there, you confused me. And, and I think that that's the point that I'm trying to make is that the language in our industry is a whole other language. It's a complete other dialect. Exactly. So Whatever you've gathered, you got to put it through that client language test. You've got to distill your points down into something that allows someone to understand what you're commenting on. I understand the perspective that people will say, I don't want to risk sounding too simplistic. Well, you know your clients best. So for the ones that speak this language, then go at it if you feel it's necessary. You know, even I've been in this industry for a long time, and I've absolutely had that experience where I hear someone say something and I think to myself, what the heck does that mean? And I feel like I'm supposed to know, so I don't ask because I feel like I should know. So it, it creates this gap in knowledge. So try to go through the simplistic and making it understandable that it's crucial, and then you can build into more technical points and discuss at a deeper level. You can always build into that. Well, first of all, Ryan, you couldn't have said that better, right? Keep it simple and know your audience, right? Now, I always say you should be prepared for frequently asked questions, right? Like, should yeah. we be selling? Uh, do we need to adjust my portfolio? Or, you know, the really emotional clients will ask you, am I okay? Right? And these, among many others, are questions that your clients will most likely ask you week after week after week. So the best ways to prepare is to predict the top 10 questions you believe will be asked to you. You know, write them down, do your research, and have an answer ready. So when they ask, you're ready and you give instant confidence to your clients, right? You don't want to be scrambling when they, they present you with these questions. You want to be ready and you want to reassure them instantly. I love that as a strategy. It makes it easier. And that way, you know, you are anticipating some of those common questions that are coming in. And you can even provide some of that scripting or those answers to your team. So they can say, well, you know, here's the answer. However, let me get, you know, this individual on the line if, if you want. Exactly. You can always bring in partners or follow up with some additional resources. You know, whatever your client needs to be reassured and committed to the financial plan you both have already put in place, that's what you need to focus on. 
you know what, let's switch gears a little bit because another thing that you want to have in your back pocket are some of those, um, I guess I would describe them as traditional stats or observations about the markets that you can incorporate into some of these conversations. Yes, absolutely. So there are some great visuals out there showing the danger of trying to time the market, right? That's one of them. You should always show your clients the stats behind missing the best days in the market and how quickly it could rebound. For example, we see some stats and we can share this information with, uh, with our partners, you know, missing the 10 best days in the market. What do they reduce overall return by? You know, it's a significant percentage. Or, you know, many of the best days occur right after some of the worst dips in the market. And, and those, those are proven. So just to find those statistics and find those visuals, and that'll definitely reassure your client. And most importantly, during these you know, volatile times, you want to keep them from withdrawing their investments, not only from a business perspective, but also if you're putting yourselves in their shoes, they're most likely going to miss out on the rebound, on the upswing. So you're also working in their best interest, trying to calm these emotions and reassuring them with some of that information. Yeah, you know, having some of those visuals on hand or those stats, you know, to use in a meeting in a conversation or send post call or follow up or, or even incorporating into a newsletter or a blog post is, is a really good strategy. And things like even just as simplistic as an index chart, you know, showing some major events and illustrating that long view or call it what you want to call it, but a, a jelly bean chart or a quilt chart or diversification chart, whatever you call it again. Mm -hmm. But just to illustrate different asset classes that outperform in given years, that all packaged together will help aid in your conversations. And I do know we're both proponents of using stories and analogies. So that's the other thing to look to add into this is whether it's an analogy about diversification or client specific stories that you can use in these conversations to make things more impactful, right? Absolutely. So one everyone likes to say, including myself, is stay invested. You know, the mm -hmm. the old saying is sometimes true. You know, we all have a story where a client missed the big updates because he was trying to time the market. Right. So what I always say here is leave it to the professionals. We're always going through different types of cycles, whether it's, you know, economic factors or geopolitical factors. Often these times will pass. Right. So it's crucial here that you you subdue really the emotions and try to weather the storm as best as possible. You know what? Maybe this is another idea for another podcast down the road is stories for financial advisors to communicate with, with <laughs> clients. Um, you know, I grew up playing sports and one of them was baseball. And I used to go out into the backyard and I would throw the ball against the wall. Um, and you can tell the fact that I'm on this podcast, I'm not good enough to be a professional baseball player. So <laughs> I, I had a couple errant throws in, in my day. Um, and my errant throws would break our back window in my parents' house. And it was a big pane glass and the whole thing needed to be replaced. So after probably, I think it was the second time I smashed this window, my parents understanding that I wasn't going to stop and my talent was kind of maxed out. Instead of replacing the entire thing with a big pane of glass, it was, let's pane the window. Let's put a bunch of window panes here. So now when I had an errant throw, it was only breaking one window pane as opposed to the entire thing. And this is similar to how you can build out your portfolio or how we build out a portfolio. Each asset class is its own window and it's built out that way. So if you break a piece of glass, it is only that aspect of the window. You don't have to replace the whole thing. So that's one that I love as a story for explaining diversification. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I feel like we've covered the prep on this or the research that we need to get to the year. 
So now here's the question. Call or not to call? What's the answer? You know, we know that there's two schools of thought. One is my clients are already well coached. And if I call them, it might panic them, right? And yep. the other is I need to communicate to reassure them and answer their questions. Now, in today's modern era, I would opt for the latter. Reason is that today's clients are more informed than ever. And as we mentioned, there's news coming from every direction. So the last thing you want is your client to come to a negative conclusion without your input, right? So I really believe you should control the narrative and show your clients you're there for them in these turbulent times. Now, you can also shed some light on information that they wouldn't have found themselves. And that, again, instills confidence that you're on top of the situation, you're controlling, and you're guiding them through this uh, volatile time. I think that that's an important point, just the fact that demonstrating that you are focusing on this, even though you know you are but the mm -hmm. fact of demonstrating it and you know ultimately it is up to you and yes you, you know you could be drawing attention to something that isn't necessarily on a client's radar currently but for that crowd that says you know I've coached my clients and they know our regular contact cadence and make sure that you incorporate some of your findings into your communications then regardless of if you're in the proactive or reactive camp Consider including comments and thoughts on your blogs, putting things out on social media or, or newsletters as well. But I do want to make the case for proactive contact as you did as well, because communication or should I say lack of communication is often listed as one of the primary reasons why clients make a change with their advisor. So I would err on the side of over communicating versus under communicating. You know, volatility is a double edged sword. It represents how large an asset prices swing, you know, around that mean price. So markets have been volatile for years. You know, 2020 was a quick ride down, then back up. 2021 was very volatile, but to the upside. 2022 is a different story. So the point I'm trying to make here is don't only be a call in bad times if you are being proactive. If you have to start now, well, then you can, but you also want to incorporate the good news calls or updates. So when the, your name shows up on a phone, it's not the, oh no, what now reaction that, that a client has. <laughs> very, very well said. Yeah. If you over communicate, your clients will eventually get used to having this mix of information from you, right? They'll appreciate that, you know, always being informed and eventually they'll be more receptive to bad calls, right? It's part of the game. You know, we wish we can always have happy days, but like in any industry, we have to prepare and adapt for the tougher times. And that's what also helps retention, right? If you're not calling your clients often, the bad news is another advisor will. Bingo. Your client is someone else's prospect. If communication is a large part of the equation of switching advisors, you don't want the prospective advisor to have called while you didn't. That's where your business growth strategy can be there in volatile markets, because don't just be proactive with your current client base, but you can also call some of those prospects and you know, people that have dropped off of seminars that attended, but they're on your list. You just, they've, they've been the not right now people, not saying that you're going to go out there and badmouth people, but just proactive calls to some of these prospective clients to demonstrate your potential value to them and your process. And if their current advisor isn't calling them, then you are further just providing that contrast. What do you say, though? You know, what words do you actually use? Any thoughts there for our listeners, Claudio? 
um, acknowledging what's actually happening in the markets is a first yeah. good step. But then I would center my language around how they're currently feeling about the situation, right? Highlight the feelings. And then highlight the value you bring to the table, how you're currently helping your clients and what you could potentially do for them. I think that that's a good idea. And, you know, why don't I take a stab at some scripting here or something along the lines of, you know, hi, client, you know, the reason for the call today is with all the challenges and the volatility that you're probably seeing in the news, I've been thinking about your situation. And I thought it might make sense to reach out to discuss two things, you know, one, to see if anything in your financial situation may be affected by the way the world is changing. And two, to answer any potential questions that you have in the current state of markets, you know, how does that sound to you? To me, it sounds very reassuring. You know, it's personalized. It opens the door to have a conversation about their concerns. And then it provides you an opportunity to show your value and address those concerns. Yeah. And we should also say that any uptick or downtick in the market shouldn't result in, in a call. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you want to come and create your own criteria for calling. Maybe it's around specific news or a market swing X uh, up or down of X percent or whatever that might be. Just put in some thought as to when you make this specific type of call to your clients. Well said. I I think it goes back to what we've been saying about being proactive. It makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense to plan out your calls to keep clients really informed and engaged. I do think we both fall into that proactive camp of contact. But running through your client list and engaging, and and maybe some advisors out there, there's only a certain segment of their clients that get proactive calls or identifying ones that typically might call you and then calling them first. But what about if this event isn't something that you're proactively calling clients on and a client calls you before you call them? Or uh, for these reactive types of conversations, what should I be considering? Well, these situations are bound to happen, right? Reactive or proactive. You absolutely want to ensure that you understand how they're feeling, right? Their emotions, that you demonstrate some sort of empathy, right? You you have to address their concerns right on. So directly address them and reassure them that you'll eventually follow up with any additional information if you don't have it ready on the spot. Because there'll be times that you'll get caught, right? There'll be times where you're maybe busy leaving another meeting and, and someone's calling you with, with you know some sort of panic. You have to keep calm and reassure them and, and understand where they're coming from. Like this is where empathy comes in. And, and we have to remember who we're dealing with, right? We're dealing with people and people are emotional. I completely agree. And you know, these are absolutely emotionally charged conversations. So it is really important to understand that and then to demonstrate your patience because you never want to be dismissing client feelings and emotions. One of the people that I follow, um, Carl Richards, has some really great work on this. And one of his sketches that he does um, shows that you as a financial advisor, you are between clients and, and scary markets. And I think it's an incredible image and it's incredibly important to not lose sight of that fact that you are that guide, you are that teacher, you are that, um, that interpreter to all things finance. So let your clients feel heard and understood, listen to them and ask questions. And then remember often that it's not just about the markets, but things might be going on in their lives that you also need to navigate. Yes, now the markets are, are down or up, but you know, inflation, for example, now is squeezing budgets and, and maybe they're being asked to go back into the office or whatever. You want to uncover these things and be sympathetic to them because you want the opportunity to further strengthen the bond and the trust with these clients. 
Exactly. And this can be a time to focus on other areas of importance as well. You know, as you said, Ryan, you're their guide, you're their financial coach, right? So this is an opportunity to strengthen that relationship even further. So I would say one of my, my biggest advice would be to be actively listening for other concerns, right? Ask these open-ended questions to find out what the current life situation is, what kind of current plans or future plans they have in place or might be thinking about. This is a perfect time to have these conversations. I'm going to just just drop another thing that I, I did pick up from some Carl Richards conversations, but it's building in space into these reactive conversations or really any conversation. And I'm a big advocate of pauses in communications. But one of the things that he outlines is if you get this call, this panicked call from a client, um, you let them speak. But before continuing and before you start answering, you say, you know, Mrs. or Mr. X, you know, client X, can you hold on for a second while I get your file and take a look at it so I can reference your situation and maybe some of our notes from the last conversation? And I think it's a phenomenal strategy to build in that pause so that you can take a breath, you can collect your thoughts before continuing, and even giving them some opportunity to collect their thoughts and then personalize your response to them. Yeah, that's a great way to keep a healthy conversation going. You want to make sure that your client feels heard ultimately, right? Yeah. So by pausing and, and confirming what they said, you essentially reassure them that you're actively listening. And that's, that's what we go back to what we were saying before. And as you said, your responses then will be better structured and then eventually personalized. Before we close, I'll give you the opportunity. Any additional thoughts that we didn't cover that you'd like to share? I would just like to add that we are in a people-first business. And when you have that mindset during these volatile times and place yourself in the shoes of your clients, the conversation becomes that much more natural. Thank you for joining me again, Claudio. Thanks again for having me. And thanks everyone for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our channel, Consulting Insights on your platform of choice. It is where you can find CI Advisor Consulting's podcasts such as this one. And you'll hear topics that highlight practice management from our side of the advisor consulting team, as well as our amazing tax, estate, and financial planning insights from the other side of CI Advisor Consulting, the members of TREP, the tax retirement and estate planning team. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. And please remember to tune in for our next episode when we'll be back discussing thoughts and insights for when you're working on your business rather than just in it. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment.